It is the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, and you are listening to the sweetest sounds, the sultry tones, the boisterous boys, the Joint Practices Podcast. Get it, fellas. Yo, welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast, the podcast for fans by fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont. On Twitter at 11thegoat. Join tonight on this very special episode 75. Mr. Super Sticky Steve Knox on the Twitter bird at the Knox says. And also, fantasy playoff finalists at six and seven this year in our league together. You will. <laughs> the Wyndham Wuffle Muffins. We're going to have to change our name. I think next year we're going to be the Harrison Hangdang. We might have an opportunity here to win a championship, <laughs> get some money in order to championship you know, move the team. on the line. Yeah, next week championship there you go. on the line. But yeah, you know we're we're hoping for that victory because we we need to make that move. I think taxes are just too high here. So yeah, look no doubt, no doubt, no to doubt. Harrison Hang Dang next year. I'll tell you what, this coming week is going to be a crazy week for fantasy because it's a crazy week in the NFL. We're going to get to the playoff picture in a minute, but some of these games, they're just, there's a lot of tough games. So I think fantasy scoring might be, you know, fairly low this week. You got the Eagles and the Cowboys, Packers, Vikings. You got the Patriots going to, or Buffalo going to the Patriots, whichever way it is. They're playing potentially for their division. You got the Rams and the Niners. Rams trying to stay in the playoffs. It's going to be a, a pretty fun week. Ravens, Browns, Titans, Saints. Yeah, you mentioned Raven, Ravens, Browns, though. I kind of feel like that's a situation where if you have Lamar Jackson and you're playing championship week, you got to be feeling really good about that because the Browns' defense has not been good these last few weeks. No, that team is lost. They're giving up on each other, on the coaching staff, on the front office. Yeah. Screaming at other teams to come get them. I mean, Ooh. I think we talked about this too before the season started. Like, this is what it could unravel into. Like, they could have been a ten-win team. Now it looks like they're going to be like a seven and nine team. So, I mean, there's no shame in being a game under five hundred, but you kind of need to build some continuity. You know, you need to have an offensive line. You can have all the weapons in the world, but if you can't protect the quarterback, you know, that's just recipe for disaster. So. I think this is what happens in Cleveland a lot. When they do accumulate good players, everybody just wants out of there because they're not winning. And it's like nobody has any patience anymore. Just all That's all they want to do. I just want to go to a team and compete for a championship. Well, if a lot of you, you know, buddied up and stayed on this team for a couple of years, like maybe you could build something. But when it's a revolving door, you know, it's a nightmare scenario. St. College. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's, it's one of those teams that's been in purgatory for years. I think they're now like the the longest uh, team, or the team that has the longest record without. Or the yeah, they haven't won ten games, and it's been like the longest time for any team in the NFL. I think it's since like two thousand two. Not good. Not good. Not good. 
All right, Soupy, let's get right into it. Let's start with the playoff picture. 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 Powerhouse, yeah, they building up the dream scene. Sleeper teams keep trucking. Watch out for the six Playoff picture clearing up. Unlike Steven's eyes. All right, updated playoff picture. In the AFC, the Ravens still the one seed. At 12-2, and two, they are division champions. Good for them. Yep, clinched division. They have not clinched a bye yet, but they are pretty damn close. I think a win this week does clinch. Two seed, still the Patriots, 11-3 and three now. And then your four is the Texans at 9-5 after beating the Titans. Chiefs 10-4, the three. Oh, I did that backwards. <laughs> Chiefs three, Titans, Texans four. Bills are the five seed at 10-4. and four. Steelers still barely holding on to the six seed at 8-6. and six. Also at 8-6 and six are the Titans. Titans have the Saints and the Texans left, so they have a tough road ahead. I don't know. There's a... Looking like the Steelers might just somehow get into the playoffs with Duck Hodges. By the hair of their ball bag, they'll find a way. So the matchups in the AFC East are still the same. Texans, Bills, Chiefs, Steelers. But we're getting pretty close to being able to solidify this because in both conferences, four teams have secured playoff spots. So the Ravens, Patriots, Bills, and Chiefs all in the playoffs. Chiefs clinch their division. Steelers have a chance to blow that six seed. Titans still technically have a chance to blow it to the Titans. Texans, Titans, Titans, Texans, Titans, 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 tongue twister. And the Steelers play the Jets this week, so. Yep. They should take care of business, but <laughs> should. No. Should. They play the game. They were who we thought they were. Yeah, it's a tough game for the Titans this week. Obviously, being in the hunt, playing the Saints, who are just you know, rolling on all cylinders. Should get interesting there. Um, game of the week for the AFC might be the Bills and Patriots. Who would have ever thought that I would utter those words? Here, week 16 of any season. I was going to say, did you ever thought you'd say in week 16 that the double-digit win Bills were facing the double-digit win Patriots? I mean, it's in such a, a weird game for the division. Because, <laughs> I mean, the Bills, both of these teams kind of have a cupcake game, too, next week. So I don't think that this makes a difference. Like, if the Bills beat the Patriots, I don't, I don't know what the tiebreaker situation is, but... If they had the same record, I think the Patriots still have control of the division and the Bills play the Jets and the <laughs> the Patriots play Miami. So those look like both wins uh, there. Well, who knows? What are, what are the tiebreaker things again? Let's see. It's head well, to head. It's head to head. Which they'd be they even if Buffalo wins. Right. And then it's division record. They would have... But they um, have the same record in the division after that. So then it would be common opponent. Let's see. Head-to-head head and then best in or is division. Or conference record? And then it's... Nope. It's common. common and then if opponent. they're tied on common, then it's conference, which would be yeah. Buffalo. No. Surprise. I mean, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> the three losses the Patriots have are all AFC teams, so... 
Pretty much whoever wins this game has got the division. I mean, I, I mean, just there's don't... still a scenario where Buffalo could lose week. This is. A... I mean, if they beat the Patriots, then they have to just get through the Jets. Yeah. Who the Patriots have left? The Bills and the Dolphins. Yeah. So whoever wins this game is winning the division. I mean, this is. A, they won't clinch it. A couple years ago, they're in the driver's right. seat. Right. So a couple of years ago, I think the the Bills like snuck in as a wild card team too. Had like a. Nine and nine or nine and seven season, something like that, and then just like kind of lost wild card weekend. It was just a whatever, but it, you know, it felt like the team was going in the right direction, and then they kind of had a couple of bad years in between. But yeah, this is crazy, <laughs> you know. I just we've gotten we've grown so accustomed to just at some point, like week 13, week 14, you get that. Ah, the New England Patriots have clinched their division this year. And, uh, yeah, sometimes they're even earlier. <laughs> yeah, and and it's uh, yeah, it's really weird to think they're playing a meaningful Week 16 game against the uh, division rival Buffalo. So I can't, you know, think that the Bills are going to come into Foxborough and you know shock the world, really. But hey, we'll see. Saturday, Saturday game on the NFL Network. If you don't have the NFL Network, well, you're fucked. You're not going to be able to watch that game. So good luck to you. You probably watch it on the NFL app on your phone this big. Because, of course, you don't. <laughs> Let's move to the NFC, where we have another shakeup, as usual. The one seed is now the Seattle Seahawks. What the hell? At 11-3. and three. Packers 11-3 and three are the two seed. Packers clinched a playoff spot this week. Saints, 11-3, and three are the three seed. This hasn't updated since the Saints won, so maybe the Saints are the two seed, and what I'm talking about doesn't matter. Try the refresh. Well, how the hell does that work? <laughs> yeah, it's still not updated. It still says the Saints are 10-3. and three. They're obviously 11-3. and three. There's four teams in the NFC at 11-3. and three. Seahawks, Packers, Niners, and Saints. The Niners are the five seed. Vikings are still holding on to the six seed, ten and four. And the lowly Cowboys technically are seven and seven are the four seed. Only two teams left that could possibly get into the playoffs in the NFC are the Rams and the Eagles. Eagles, they can only win the division if they beat Dallas this week and take care of business the following week. And the Rams only hope is I think if the Vikings lose out, right? Sorry, I just threw up a little bit at my mouth because I'm looking at the updated NFC standings right now. Number one team in the NFC, the Green Bay Packers. Number two, why isn't this updated? The New Orleans Saints, and number three, the Seattle Seahawks. Obviously, the Cowboys are four, Niners and Vikings five and six. This is a crazy situation, <laughs> like. Just given what's going on here, so four teams, eleven and three. Again, the Vikings ten and four. Wild things would have to happen, but just for the simple fact that the Vikings now the sixth seed, you know, winning these last two games <laughs> could potentially make them the number one overall seed in the NFC. Like, how Jeez. crazy is that division right now, or that conference rather? Like, not that you know. And what's even crazier is how so many of these. Week 16 and 17 matchups are so important. This week, it's do or die for the Packers-Vikings. 
Cowboys Eagles for that spot, those two spots. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is like, Niners have the Rams, well, the, Cardinals, and Seahawks. But then week seventeen, the Niners and the Seahawks play each other. Yeah, it's gonna be like a wild stretch. Uh, this week could solidify, you know, who's gonna be there. Obviously, if the Vikings were to lose to the Packers and the Rams have found a way to win, the Rams are still alive. I I don't know what the tiebreaker is, but. I do know that if the Vikings wound up losing to the Packers and to the Bears and the Rams won their last two games, uh, they would be in and the Vikings would be out. So it does look like, to me, though, when I'm looking at these standings, they both have the same division record right now, so they must play division games. But conference record, Vikings lead 7-3. to three, So Must be common opponent then. It might be. It might be conference record too because that would mean the Vikings would end up being seven and five if they lost the last two games. And the Rams would probably have to be like eight and four. Eight and four. Yep. Must be it. Either right. way. Gotta, it's gonna make this week fun, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Dude, yeah. The best decision the NFL ever made was moving these division games into uh you know, these last couple weeks. Of the season because it makes yep. it does make things incredibly interesting when you have uh, very tight knit divisions, which have have been you know tough to come by in previous years. But this year looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. There's going to be a lot of hopes and dreams smashed this week. Well, let's get into some previews. Let's start this off with the NFC East battle. Cowboys are coming. To the link to face the Eagles. Ooh, the first time they played was disgusting and ugly, and I still have not watched the full game because I was at Disney World when it was on. I just can't go back and watch the film on that. It's gross. So, this is all comes down to the Eagles' defense, in my opinion. Can they pull their head out of their rear end for one game? Can they f- just figure it out? And slow down the Cowboys offense. Take out. They can't. Oh man. I'm getting fired up already. The Eagles offense. The way they've been playing the last few weeks. I love the way they're gelling. I love the way they're clicking. It feels to me like. Carson has finally got some guys he can trust. And he is trusting. He's doing this with. Two wide receivers. And two tight ends. And two running backs. Like. Those six skill possession pl- position players are carrying this team. Carson is making some crazy throws. He had the touchdown to Ward, the touchdown to Sanders. There was a Arthago Whiteside touchdown drop that was a hell of a throw. Carson is really coming alive at the end of the season, and I don't know if it's filling me with false hope, but I, I see a path to the Eagles beating the Cowboys. I think if they can score another, they have to score 30 points or more. End of story. Because the defense, I don't trust to stop Dallas. If they can hold Dallas to, say, 17 points, I think the Eagles can win this game. But if they give up 20-plus like they did to Miami and Washington, they may just get boat raced. Soupy doopy. Give me some good news. Give me something. 
Fill me with hope so I can be destroyed next week. I mean, honestly, this game comes down to how Philadelphia's defense shows up. You know, well, I mean, the other matchup we have is Packers and Vikings, and we could pretty much cover it right there by saying the exact same thing. It's how does Minnesota's secondary respond to, you know, the the Packers' passing game. Like, these have been weaknesses for both of our teams for the majority of the second half of this year. Um, I do know that, you know, well, I mean, we, we saw it in the first half of the year, too, in spurts, with just guys getting beat over the top, double moves, like, who, you know, who knows what, but this, I, obviously, Dallas has the number one passing offense in the league. Yeah, like, whatever. We get it. They score a bunch of garbage time points. Garbage time yards. Congratulations. You're still 500. I don't care if you have the number one passing offense in the league. Doesn't (laughs) win a whole hell of a lot of games. But they need to be able to slow that down. I like the Eagles' uh, rush defense. I like, you know, the front seven for this defense. So I think they pair well with a great uh, offensive line from Dallas. Great rushing attack from Dallas. But that that's exactly it. Can you make Dak make mistakes by, you know, you have to cover. I don't know what it is that Jim Schwartz needs to pull out of his, you know, bag of tricks this week or, you know, his magic hat. You know, grab a rabbit and be like, rabbit coverage, baby. Here we go. But they need to figure <laughs> out a way and maybe go back and look on tape and find – you know, where Dak makes those mistakes, the coverages that they, you know, teams use to confuse him. But you have to, you have to make him make mistakes in order to give yourself, you know, the opportunity to get ahead of this game. Because if, you know, if it stays tight, you allow Ezekiel Elliott to be a part of the game. Like that's bad news for you just because, again, he's one of those guys behind a, a really good offensive line that, you know, can just make one guy miss, and then, you know, it's a touchdown. You don't want that. And the Eagles have been struggling to tackle. Exactly. And <clears throat> I, I mean, I don't care. People want to put uh, Dak Prescott in the MVP race. Um, <laughs> he has blown himself way out of that. I don't care. There's nobody who's going to be an MVP on an almost 500 team. I'm saying almost 500 because I don't know whether they're going to be, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven, you know, whatever. Either way, not really a fantastic season. And certainly you can't be the MVP when your team, you know, was almost 500, a game or two above. And you haven't beaten a team with a 500 record all year. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw that stat in that game, but it it said the NFC East. I take notice to all those stats about Dak (laughs) and how he struggles in primetime and struggles against teams with winning records and all this stuff because all I do is get shit all over uh, defending their cousins for the same fucking (laughs) shit. Like, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Nobody talks about it when it's Dak, but if it's Kirk Cousins, that's all anybody cares about. I do. I talk about it. Yeah, I, I NFC East as a whole was like thirteen and uh three and fourteen against teams with winning records before Dallas beat the Rams, and all three of them were Eagles victories. 
That means Washington, New York, and Dallas, prior to the win against the Rams, were all winless against <laughs> teams with winning records. Barf. It's, That's uh, bad. Yeah, it, I mean, it hasn't been great, you know? It's... Uh... And you know what it's might get play interesting? In- like here's here, I mean, I don't know if the home field thing will end up making a difference, because um, obviously the first time these two teams met, it it came down to just the the Cowboys being comfortable at home, and you know wound up finding a way to win, but <laughs> like literally. These two teams, before they won this week, there was nobody in the division over 500. You're right. Yeah. So they're, they're both barely 500. Yeah, there is that, you know, that that room for error, that, that room, that wiggle room sort of in this game. It's just who's going to show up this week? Because we've seen Dallas be, you know, absolutely phenomenal. Everybody's like, oh, well, they're probably going to contend for the NFC Championship this year. And then this last, you know, before this past week, you go on a three-game slide and they just look so out of sorts and everybody's calling for everybody's heads and everybody's job. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this happened again last year, uh, if I'm not mistaken, before Dallas kind of made a run. But Jesus, you're looking at a, a division that's 16 games under 500. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> That's right. The NFC East is 20 wait for it and 36. What? <laughs> 20 and 36? So bad. Somebody's got to win that division too, so. Yeah, and it's I mean literally, it's coming down to this. The Cowboys win, they clinch. If the Eagles win, they are Technically ahead of the Cowboys, they still have to win Week 17, but still they would be in the driver's seat. And I think there's a little bit of momentum for the Eagles right now. Even though the defense has struggled mightily against inferior opponents the last few weeks, they're building up momentum. Carson has put the team on his back two straight weeks, proved he can do that. Clutch, clutch, clutch. Fourth quarter comeback, fourth quarter victory, all that. Check that box. Let's move on. The offense moved the ball fairly well against Washington. I mean, there were a couple of stale drives, but for the most part, guys were getting separation. They were catching the ball. Miles Sanders and Boston Scott were gashing Washington for runs. The, the offense looked good. It was fun. It was like the first time I can remember all year saying, this offense is fun to watch right now. I mean, they're just executing. They got that momentum, and they're the underdogs at home. They got the underdog card going for them again. In in the back of my mind, I'm thinking of how Dallas just played uh, Los Angeles. They beat the Rams. They blew them out. And I start to wonder, did the Cowboys just blow it? Blow the whole load right now? Did they just empty their tank? Empty the chamber? I'd like nothing more for them to come into Philadelphia and just be flat, just be burnt. I mean, that's a, I mean, it's certainly a possibility. 
because you know we've been talking the last couple of weeks for both of these teams, both the Cowboys, both the Eagles. Uh, they need you know they needed victories moving forward because it's one of those you know back to Thanksgiving. The Cowboys lose. You know the Eagles have an opportunity to take advantage and then blow it against Miami. And it's like it it's just been this like roller coaster of every week is must win. So yeah, maybe they did. Maybe they went out there and they fucking gassed themselves just trying to, to show up the Rams who are a team that aren't in the playoffs despite having a better record than both of these teams. Uh has to be disappointing. Yeah, I mean, they put a lot on tape. <laughs> they showed the Rams a lot just to, I don't know if they were trying to, you know, they've lost so many in a row that they want to put their foot down and show that they can actually compete, whatever the case. But they, I think they exposed themselves a little bit. They put a lot on tape. It's going to be the second time around for these two teams playing each other. The Cowboys are coming in as basically... The same team, running the same stuff. The Eagles have a whole different personnel set. They finally figured out how to use that personnel set. We could be looking at 31-30 type game here. Or maybe the Eagles win 31-17 in true Sean Lamont fashion. (laughs) That would be be a Chris McAmiro. That would be comfortable. Bring it on. Yes, I mean, one way or the other, I would hope and expect this game to end up being close. Um, it should be... Oh, it's going to be so fun to watch <laughs> football this week. Holy shit. But yeah. Eagles and that is the 425 to, game. Yeah. Eagles need to just find a way to make Dak make mistakes. That's... they. I mean, go back to last week. The Rams dropped, what, two, three interceptions? They yep. had one taken away on a phony pass interference call. Which I thought was crap, ticky-tacky. I don't care if that would have negated an Eagles interception. That was a bad, bad call. Certainly was. uh, But yeah, (laughs) multiple times guys getting the ball, hitting them in the hands on defense. You're not expecting it, especially like in the position that some of these guys are in. Even Dak throwing that touchdown pass to Jason Witten where somehow he reaches behind himself you know, four feet away from his body and just gloves that ball and just sticks right through his glove. Um, That is directly thrown to a defender if Witten doesn't somehow reach back and grab that. So it's there. There are opportunities to, uh, you know, get this, you know, get the defense uh, pumped up as far as the secondary goes because it's really what you need right now. You need those guys to have, you know, huge confidence and playing with a chip on their shoulder. Dak has thrown 11 picks this year. So go out and get some more. I said this last week about yep. the Vikings against Phillip Rivers, and they delivered three. So I challenge you, Philadelphia defensive backfield, three interceptions. I'm not going to I'm not going to expect you guys to make seven turnovers happen in a game. Well, you know, we'll back off a little bit. <laughs> Three interceptions. You do it, you win. Man, if Dak throws two interceptions, the Cowboys lose. This they the Eagles plain and simple. When that opportunity arises, you have to make that play. In this game, you have to make that play. 
in other games, you know, you can drop a pick and, you know, it's whatever. You move on. You try to get another. No, in this game, Every you have to matters. hit on everything. Yeah, you. There cannot be. A, I'll get it next time. Every every fumble has to be recovered by the Eagles. Every pick has to be caught. Every touchdown has to be caught. Settling for three in this game might get dicey. Maybe Kai Forbath can keep kicking the ball out of bounds on kickoffs. That would be good too. Hey, and Kai Forbath. Yep, they cut Brett Maher last week. Oh, did they? I didn't even see. Yeah. That. Yep. Oh, I was just gonna say Brett Maher sucks at kicking, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah, Kai Forbath, too. Another uh, great kicker in Minnesota Vikings history. So, have fun with him, Dallas. But, uh-huh. yeah, this is, I mean, we, we, we can completely group, you know, both of these games together because pretty much everything that we're talking about with this Cowboys-Eagles game applies to the Vikings and, uh, and Packers game this week. Because, it, you know, it's just that. It's like, who's going to win the turnover battle? Who's going to get that lucky bounce and make a play on that lucky bounce? You know, who can make the other guy make a mistake? Who can shut down the run? Maybe even with the Vikings, you can uh, extend it a little bit. Is Dalvin Cook going to play? Is he 100%? Like those sort of things. But, I mean, this is just division rivalry football. And holy crap, isn't it amazing? It comes down to, you know, the second to last week of the season. Unfortunately, neither of us For are all lucky the enough marbles. to be. Yeah, neither neither of us are lucky to be the Seahawks or 49ers fans who get to do it in Week 17. Should get really, <laughs> real interesting there. But uh, yeah, this is just you know knock down drag out football. It's going to be crazy, and it's just it it's basically going to be who has the cleaner game in both games. Yeah. Who takes I care think of the one the best. Yeah, the one difference I see between the two games is with the Cowboys-Eagles game, if the Eagles can't get off to a hot start, at least, you know, like a stop on defense and then some points on offense, if they get behind 10 nothing at like in the first quarter, it's over. Whereas I feel like the Packers or the Vikings have the ammunition and the defense to be able to stay in a game. If the Eagles' defense starts getting cooked early, I think that game will be up. It will landslide to the Cowboys. So the Eagles just have they have to keep up. They have to start quick. They have to make some plays. They yeah, can't they play be, from behind. Uh, it's probably like you saying that makes me think that the biggest play of the game is going to be that first shot that Dallas takes. That first deep attempt that they make is going to be the deciding factor in the game because... If you're well scouted and well prepared for those things, you know, whether or not it's you have a guy playing man to man who doesn't get beat on a double move, or you've already prepared to have somebody over the top to help out, uh, it's going to make it like if you stop that first thing, that first deep shot that they take, and it's because you're well prepared and well positioned, it's going to make them shy away from doing that again. So you don't have to worry about what has been. You know the Achilles heel of this defense this year. Amen. All right, let's get right in to this a little further with the last JPP death match of the regular season. Potentially, these two teams could meet in the playoffs. That'd be nuts. 
The Packers are going to Minnesota for this Week 16 JPP Deathmatch. Soup. We've talked about both these teams or both these games with the Vikings corners, the Eagles corners. How do you think the Vikings are going to keep the Packers from one of those fast starts where Aaron Rodgers is just dealing to Devontae Adams? I mean, it starts up front more than anything. You go to uh, your defensive front. Daniil Hunter been wreaking havoc. Like, I, you know, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago about why isn't Kirk Cousins being mentioned in MVP race? Uh, but why isn't Daniil Hunter being mentioned in the Defensive Player of the Year race? Because his stats are absolutely ridiculous. Guy nobody talks about, you know, and a guy that doesn't talk either. Like, you rarely hear anything from the guy, but he just goes out there and does his job. So them uh, finding a way to bring pressure on Aaron Rodgers and contain him in the pocket. Like you just, like you said, you don't want them to get out to a hot start. And, uh, you you know, you start behind the eight ball. It's bad news, you know, takes away from, from the offense and, you know, whatever their game plan might be early on. But this offense has been really good at just kind of, you know, winging it. Like everything and just made up as they go uh, these last few weeks. And it's been successful and it's amazing. Because just like, whoa, Kevin Stefanski is looking at the defense, you know, and these guys that are up in the booth that are working with him are noticing things and they're just being like, I think this can work. Let's try this. Has super success. You know, they find a way to move the ball and, and uh, put up points. It's It's been it's been really impressive, honestly. Like, I didn't think uh, after last year that we'd get into this position where uh, we've seen as much offensive success on this team as we had this year. Here's the thing. Just Kirk Cousins just can't make a boneheaded play. You think back to week two. Um, what really upsets me, I think back to that OPI on Dalvin Cook, where him and the defender just kind of ran into each other. Like, Cook's running his route. The, you know, the defender's trying to get to his assignment. They ran into each other. They call OPI. What can you do? But they still had an opportunity to win the game, despite that call that took back a touchdown for the Vikings. You have an opportunity to go down there and score. Uh, Kirk Cousins tries to, you know, Thread one into Stefan Diggs when it's completely not necessary. Wrong time to do it. Uh, gets picked off. Green Bay wins in that one possession game. So shit's going to get tight there at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. But, I mean, we got uh, we got injuries in, on, on uh, the Vikings side. I think that might be the one thing that could make a difference. For me, I'm pretty sure Madison isn't going to play this week. Not confirmed. Ugh. I'm not a source, but that that's one thing. <laughs> Obviously, the running back position is going to be the one thing that probably uh, makes the biggest difference for the Vikings this week because it's can Cook go and is he even close to 100%? Because them having to rely on just Mike Boone 
all game long, probably not going to be that great for him. But I believe, I believe in the uh, in the, the offense that they built, and I think that uh, you know, Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph, Irv Smith Jr., like B.C. Johnson, even getting involved the last couple of weeks. Like Thielen came back into a offense that was like thriving more than when he was playing. <laughs> it's so weird to think about. But there was always that threat of the run, so. You don't know how that's going to uh, really pan out, but I do think that they have found a way to just make it work time and time again. So, like, my hopes are high. And uh, it looks like the matchup predictor seems to be about 69% giggity giggity on the Vikings over the Packers. That's crazy. That's a crazy differential right there 69 to 31. Mm. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm always drinking that purple Kool-Aid, but boy, that that seems really, really like yeah. a stretch. 30, 38% difference. I wonder if it has to do with being home. You know what I mean? Like I mean, yeah, are... it can't make a difference, but who knows? Who knows the Cocotoes, because the toes never stink. If Have the, the Vikings lost stink. at home yet? Uh, that's a win. 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 <laughs> that's, that's a win. Um, yeah, no, they haven't lost at home yet, so maybe that does have to do with it. Last two games, or, well, I mean, last week against the Lions was a home game as well, but, yeah, 16, 17, both home games. Both division rivals, Packers, Bears, they got to win both games if you want to win that division. And, I mean, shit could get crazy. You know, you never know. But that potential number one overall spot. Hey. Who knows? Like we've been saying the last two weeks, win this week. That's what you got to do. Nothing else matters past this week if you don't win. So, win this week. That's the most important part for the Vikings is – they need to win this week to solidify a playoff spot because they need help in the following. Like the Packers would have to fall to the Lions in Week 17 in order for them to win the division. So I'm not even that concerned about that, but just win this game to give your child, give yourself a chance for the division, but just get that playoff spot, share yourself up, and let you know that hey, Week 17, like if we you know, somehow have a debacle on the field, it's not going to ruin our playoff chances. Yep. True to that. True to that. I think the Vikings, to really shut this game down, if they control Aaron Jones, I think the Vikings will win this game rather easily. They make the Packers one-dimensional, they'll really get guys like Hunter, get, get them teed up. And Aaron Rodgers gets hit too many times. He's going to start getting antsy back there, skittish. And that's not the Aaron Rodgers you want in a must-win game. So I think if the Vikings look anywhere to get an advantage, it's stopping Aaron Jones. And that's how I beat Shaq. Okay, 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 okay. You okay? Okay, 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 okay. 
Okay. We talked about these teams a little bit. You want to go ahead and pick them? What? Let's get to the pick them. Hey, pick them. That's the name of the game. Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain. Uh, picking spreads over under long shots. Ha! You know we got it because our bank rolls on top. All right, week 15 recap of the Pick'em Browns at Cardinals. Browns were a three-point road favorite, 48 over under. And as I said, the Cardinals win this game outright. But it is Cardinals over soup. Three-point play. Yes, I. I took a point for the Cardinals. The public got the over. The biggest part of this whole situation is the lead dog, Steven, with the gooser. Zippo, no points. Moving on, Vikings at Chargers. Vikings, three-point road favorites, 45 and a half. The Vikings and the over. Three-point play for the public, for Steven and Steve. I took the Vikings, but the under, so I got the one. Whatever. Uh, Good thing the Vikings put up a 39 spot this week, or else that might have been in jeopardy with the San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. Uh, only putting up 10. <laughs> Bears at Packers. Packers, four and a half point favorite. 41 over under. The correct answer, Packers, unders. I will take the three points. Steven for the Packers. Public for the Packers. Steve. Oh, thanks for nothing, fucking Chicago. Unfortunately, that was your only game you didn't get a perfect score on. Last almost game. almost pulled the perfect game again. You did Eagles at Washington. Eagles four and a half point favorite, forty over under. Would have been Eagles over. Would have been Eagles over no matter what. But they cover the spread with the last second walk off touchdown. So cool. Even though it burnt me, Washington loses. I took a point for the over. Steven for the over. Public and Steve, boom with the three pointer. So. updated standings two weeks to go in the regular season this is gonna get crazy steve you're still in the basement but you have moved up to 66 points i'm in third place giggity giggity with 69 points steven has dropped to second place with 71 points the public is kicking our ass with 74 points i'm I'm like the Undertaker sitting up on the mat when you think you got him beat. Still hanging around. <laughs> Still hanging. Slanging and banging. Ain't no slouch. All right. Yes, you did. Week 16. First matchup. Ravens at the Browns. The Ravens are currently a 10 and a half point favorite. The over-under is 48. Steven is not here, submitted his pick as Ravens under. The public has come in Ravens over Steve. Knox. I mean, I got to beat Steven, so I'm going to go Ravens over. Ten and a half, huh? (laughs) Didn't the Browns beat them the first time? No. (laughs) I don't know. They might have. Isn't that one of the Ravens' only losses? Was it to the Browns? I think it was. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just don't. If I've watched the Browns the last few weeks, and like you even noted, 
you got guys on the team that are, Mark, come get me, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it's just a, the team is a goddamn mess. So I can't imagine they find a way to, like, you know, actually go out there and play, like, <laughs> a football game. A meaningful, it's not even meaningful for them. They're already out. So this yep. team has given up. But yes, the Browns did beat the Ravens 40 to 25. Well, technically, uh, the four. Browns can still win a wild card, but they have to win out. Technically. Really? Yep. Because I think they have the um, tiebreaker over the Steelers. Uh huh. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. So oh. the Browns are still technically in the hunt. Oh, yeah, because the Ravens play the Steelers in Week 17. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So, I'm going to go Ravens over as well, even though I won't gain on the public. I will gain on Steven because we're either getting three up or three down on him in this game. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Unless the Browns cover. Then we're all fucking idiots. All right, so move on to the pandering to Sean's wife game of the week since we have a death match. The Saints are going to Tennessee to face the Titans. Steven submitted his picks. The public submitted their picks. But, Steve, there's no line. And there is no over-under yet. So. I got New Orleans a point and a half. All right, we're going to go with that. Over-under is (laughs) 50.5. I'm glad you found that because I couldn't find one. What did you say, Saints? Holy shit. Plus one, minus one. Saints minus a one and a half. One and a half. And On the road Fitty in Burger. Tennessee, 50 and a half 50 is the over-under. I hate... Uh, it's only a point and a half, so I think the Saints are going to cover that. But I also think this game is going under, but that ties Steven. So I'm going to say Saints over. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and agree got, with the public. You got to do what you got to do. This This game that just happened earlier tonight um drew Brees, you know breaking records 34 to 7 are the titans how much better on offense than the colts i think they are yeah i'm going saints and over saints over let's go so far soup we are banding together let's see if that continues the Last regular season, JPP Deathmatch. The Packers go to Minnesota. The Vikings currently a four and a half point favorite, 45 and a half over under. Steven has taken the Packers and the over. The public has taken the Vikings and the over. If you smell what the Knox is cooking. Listen, 23-21, I feel like is going to be the score in this game. But I'm still going to take the Vikings in the under because it's the opposite of what Steven picked. <laughs> I mean, that, that doesn't do me any good, that score in this scenario, but I just feel like that's what's going <laughs> to end up being the score in the game. You know what? I'm going to say Packers under. I think the Packers cover. I think the Vikings win 21 to 20. Packers cover. Goes under. Vikings win. No. <laughs> uh, oh, we got one more. Duh. Oh, my goodness. 
How about them cowboys? Hey, before the you end- even get into it, Steve Knox says cowboys and under. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Cowboys are a two and a half point favorite on the road. 46 and a half over under. Steven said Eagles over. Steve just said Cowboys under. And the public. I'm going to disclaimer real quick. I hope I'm insanely wrong on this pick, but yeah, I pick Cowboys on under. But we need to fly Eagles fly. And I know that, you know, given what happened this past week, maybe the Bills week. Sean picking against the Eagles. Uh, Sean, how you feel about this one? Over to you, Nemo. Cowboys over. Yeah. Cowboys over. Told you. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Hey, here we are. No more. I'm not going to say no more. I uh, read an article online earlier today saying that they're bringing back Legends of the Hidden Temple for adults. Sign me up. It's going to be like streamed on some service online that I didn't recognize because I'm old. But yes, I would love to go try and build the (laughs) silver monkey. Let's go. Let's I'm ready to go. go. I need to find out how I can sign up for this or how we can sign up for this. I already have a blue Barracuda shirt. It's got a bunch of holes in it because I wear it at work, but whatever. We'll make it work. I want to be on that team. I'm with you. <laughs> Sean's, Let's do it. Yeah, team team Sean, Steve. Well, fuck orange iguanas, <laughs> whatever. We're just, everybody can be whatever they want. We'll just be the, the write-in team. Sean we can be Sean Steve and our logo can be like the skip bow style <laughs> yeah, design. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, For those who uh, don't know, I, we actually created skip that. bow. We did. That's and where names aren't skip or bow, so right, Sean Steve. Exactly. Yeah. Skip and bow stole the idea from us. <laughs> Common misconception. So the, the more, more you know, know right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for the Milestone episode 75. 75 episodes, guys. Thank you for listening to Joint Practices Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, at Joint Practices. I'm at 11thegoat. Steven at StevenJPP. The Knox says, is that? <laughs> Steve is at I don't know why the Knox said says. So weird. The Knox says, is that Steve? I don't know. Here's uh, Ocean <laughs> Avenue with yellow card. Blow my mind, guy. Blow <laughs> my mind. Uh, at least it took it, 51 minutes to come off the rails. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're on all the, you know, the main platforms here where you're finding your podcast this week. If you're listening, you probably don't need to know where to find it, but I'll let you know. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Blueberry. Available on all those platforms. Pod used to be on there too. Uh, I think it's still on there. Okay, maybe I don't know. Steven, yeah, figure I'm, that out. I'm gonna take your word with it for it. What the fuck did I just say? Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Is that is that right? Why does that sound wrong? Stick my head up a butcher's ass, but I'd rather <laughs> take the bull's word for it. Wait. Is that good, good, your looking <laughs> good looking my butcher by sticking my head up his ass, but I'd rather take his word for it. Either way. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> hashtag this week if you're on Twitter. Legends of the Hidden Temple. I just brought it up. 
It's coming back. It's for adults. They should probably make it a drinking game because just crossing the moat would be hilarious. Never mind all the temple shit that they do in between, but that lets us know that you're listening. If you don't know what Legends of the Hidden Temple are, I'm sorry, you're too young for for uh, our uh, level of Nickelodeon. But yeah, that that, uh, lets us know that you're listening. Do some research. You can Google a little bit online. I'm sure that YouTube probably has all the episodes of Legends of the Hidden Temple. Really fun game. Uh, yeah, the Moat Crossing is back. All Max back. Like, apparently, there are supposed to be harder challenges, better prizes. I hope so because nobody <laughs> wants fucking Reebok pump sneakers anymore. <laughs> you get a trip Man. to Siberia. <laughs> you get a pet wolf. That's <laughs> yeah, just gonna go next. <laughs> you got a wolf. What? I don't. Wolf. I don't want a wolf. Yeah. Hey, week sixteen. Uh, it's the most exciting week of the year. I'm fucking ready. Let's go. I'm sad Stephen wasn't here because I wanted to shit all of the Packers in front of them. With that being said, a skull Vikings. Fly goes fly, baby. Fuck them boys. We out. Screw the fucking cowboys. They can go to hell. They can go to hell and they die. Emerald green slippers, whatever the frig she wears. Click, click, click. Going back to Disney World. Cowboys suck.